Blog Talk Radio.
everyone. Um, hopefully everyone is doing well. Um, I have not been on here for a while making videos, but I have still, um, I'm still looking for Jesus to come back any day now. Uh, we are in the month of September and a lot of things are expected to occur this month and have already occurred. Um, We've already went past the um, Jewish New Year, the start of that, um, on Rosh Hashanah which um, was expected to start on the evening of the 13th, although was delayed by a little bit by a um, sandstorm in Israel, so they couldn't see the new moon until two days later. But um, as far as Jewish feast days, uh, we still have the Feast of Atonement coming up. Uh, that begins on the evening of the 22nd, and... Um, Last for five days, I think, and then after that, the Feast of Tabernacles begins on the evening of the 27th and lasts five to seven days, taking us into the first part of October. So um, a lot of encouragement um, as far as Jesus coming, although he doesn't have to come on a feast day, but um, I know a lot of people are expecting him to, and he very well very well likely could so um, just keep looking up and um, as you know there's uh, been a lot of increase in earthquakes and volcanoes and just general unrest in this world and um, we have uh, let's see the Pope is coming to America on the 23rd and so that'll be very prophetic and we have the fourth and final blood moon of this uh, Tetrad coming up on the 28th, so um, we're expecting something major to happen um, to Israel after, during, or after that blood moon, so uh, definitely a lot of things to look forward to for um, looking at prophecy here, um, so just uh, keep watching. Um, Along those same lines, um, I was going through the parable of the wise and foolish virgins and was just kind of wondering about it, and the Lord gave me some revelation um, as to more of kind of what, what it means, so um, I'll go ahead and share that with you. So, um, okay, the parable of the wise and foolish virgins. The kingdom of, he of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins, who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. 
Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they were went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. So that was uh, Matthew 25, verse uh, 1 through 13. And, um, okay, so the parable of the wise and foolish virgins, where they're both called, both groups are called virgins, which indicates that they're both, um, both groups are believers, because why would um, they, why would the unbelievers be called virgins? Virgin represents someone who's pure, and we've, been, of course, been made pure in the blood of the Lamb. So, um, just want to make it straight that both groups are groups of believers. Um, so starting out, um, the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five were wise and five were foolish, and the foolish took their lamps and took no oil oil with them. Now um, I was wondering what was referred to as the oil. And um, I was questioning and um, asking the Lord about this, and um, he revealed to me that he is the oil, and um, the lamps, we are the lamps. So the wise virgins had him in them. They were filled with him. They were filled with the Lord. And the foolish virgins were not, um, I guess, influenced by the things of this world, and so... They, their lamps were not shining brightly. And um, the wise virgins, having uh, the Lord in them, shining brightly, shining the Lord's light into the world, um, being filled with the fruit of the Spirit, um, shining that into the world, and letting the, uh, uh, the Lord's light shine. Whereas the foolish virgins were probably just... Um, living for things of this world, although they were believers, but being more influenced by the world. So that was the revelation that I got. And let's see. Um, so the foolish did not have any oil with them, or they were not filled with the Lord. The wise um, took oil in their vessels. They were filled with the Lord. And while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. So... Um, while they were waiting on the Lord, they were um, going about their usual activities, um, what needs to be done in day-to-day -day life. And so, um, at midnight, a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming, go out to meet him. So, I'm taking that as being the trumpet call. When the trumpet sounded, that would be the midnight cry. And... Um, 
The virgins all rose and trimmed their lamps. The foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil, our lamps are going out. So when that trumpet is sounded, um, those people who are backslidden and not filled with, filled with the Lord will be saying to those who are, um, please help us, um, please uh, help get us excited um, or help um, fill us with knowledge of the Lord. Um, they'll, they'll just be trying to um, get right with the Lord and um, they'll be probably asking the believers or those who are, are filled with him to help them. But, um, of course, there's not going to be any time because uh, he's coming at that trumpet call. So um, those who are ready and um, are filled with the Lord, then uh, they'll pretty much be like, um, no, there's no time. We uh, The bridegroom is coming. Jesus is coming. We need to be focused on him. And um, if we go back and help you try to get ready, then we will miss him. So, um, And so the wise answered, saying, No, lest there not, should not be enough for us and you, but rather go to those who sell and buy for yourselves. Um, referring to just uh, go, go ask someone else to help you. So, um, And when they were went out to buy, when they were trying to um, get right with the Lord and to... Um, uh, let uh, get filled with the Lord and have having Him influence their lives. Um, the bridegroom came, and those who were um, filled with Him and with His light uh, went into Him to the wedding, and the door was shut. And afterward, the other virgins, um, the ones who did not originally have their lamps full, um, came also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Um, okay, that's uh, another verse. Um, of course, in the Bible it says uh, the word know is used um, quite a bit. And a lot of times I'm thinking uh, it's not necessarily head knowledge because obviously the Lord knows us, um, even the unbelievers. He knows them. He created them. So obviously he knows them. So, of course, why would he say, um, assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you? Well, um, I'm believing that means that um, he is not one with you or um, since you're not, since those uh, foolish virgins were not filled with him, then um, he is saying that I'm not, um, I'm not a part of you or I'm not uh, one with you. Um, so therefore, I do not know you. So uh, the word "know" in this instance is not referring to head knowledge, because obviously he he knows them. And um, so um, let's see. And there's also another instance in the Bible where it talks about um, that Jesus knew no sin. Um, obviously, he knows sin. Um, I mean, he sees it. He's not blind, so um, he knows that there's sin in the world. But he, it's not—it's like he wasn't um, one with sin. He wasn't intimate with sin, if that makes any sense. So um, he knows no sin. So that's just a, uh, to give you an idea that the word "know" can mean two different things in the scripture. So, um, and of course, the last sentence here says. Watch, therefore, for you do not know what, uh, neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. So, 
Um, we're assuming, though, it does mean head knowledge. We don't know the exact day or hour, but it could mean um, also that um, we don't have, uh, we don't actually have an experience oneness with that day, the day of the Lord. Only, only the Lord knows what's going to happen on the day of the Lord. So um, that's just my thought, though. Um, so yeah, that was my revelation about what that parable meant. So um, definitely keep your lamps full, um, meaning keep uh, filled with um, filled with the Lord. Let His light come into you. And so um, let's see how to keep your lamps full. Well, um, I know if you're um, rapture centric, um, if all you can do is think about the Lord's coming, and um, that's what you think about pretty much day and night, your life pretty much revolves around that. That is actually a really good way to um, to keep oil in your lamp, so to speak, to keep um, Christ in you. So. Um, Instead of looking at your rapture-centric condition as being a curse, you can look at it as, um, hey, it's keeping oil in my lamp. So when he comes, um, I will be ready. So um, that's one way to keep oil in your lamp. Another way is to um, just, uh, you know, uh, follow the Lord's leading in your life. Um, Repent of any sin that you have, and um, and definitely if you have um, those hidden sins that you're trying to hide from the Lord, um, repent and turn from your sins that you know He's wanting you to bring you out of, and um, just try to be right with the Lord. Obviously, none of us are perfect, and we um, continue to sin, but um, we continue um, the Lord continually perfects us and brings us closer to him and so we have to keep turning away from our sins so that's another way and um, obviously um, being excited for his return and um, and also just um, not having any hate in your heart toward anyone and um, obviously the world is um, with all the um, racism and everything um, being brought in the news and everything, just don't fall for it. Um, love everyone. Um, yeah, the, it's the enemy's attempt to steal steal your oil. Uh, beware of that. The enemy wants to steal your oil. So um, don't let him do that. Um, he doesn't want you to be filled with the Lord. Uh, he doesn't want you to be one of the foolish virgins. So uh, you won't be able to go into the wedding. So um one way to conquer that is to um, keep oil in your lamp. Don't have any hate in your heart. Um, so um, just uh, keep uh, and also praise and worshiping the Lord. Um, that would be spending time with Him, experiencing His presence, um, are all good ways to help um, keep the Lord uh, in you. Keep your lamps full. So. Um, yeah, just keep watching, and um, Jesus is coming any day now. Um, can't wait to see you all, meet you all in the air at the uh, uh, wedding banquet of the Lamb. Cannot wait. So um, anyway, uh, have a good day, everyone. See you in the air. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Brothers and sisters, welcome to the Lord's Hour tonight, Saturday night. 
me. Got a little cough here. I'm kind of getting over something here. <clears throat> My throat's been hurting, and and I've just been praising and worshiping the Lord, brothers and sisters. Um, uh, today, September 19th, welcome again. And um, just want to let you know uh, we had our Jesus Matters uh, event today. And I I have to share with you what happened. It was pretty amazing. Um, it just it just the Lord is just so wonderful, and 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 he's he's trying to wake up the masses, and he is is empowering and equipping his his soldiers, his army, his his uh, remnant, his body of Christ, his his royal priesthood. He's really sharing his heart out at this time. It is an amazing time to be alive. It's really just awesome sauce all around from the Lord Jesus Christ. He is really awesome. And I'm going to start with a with a song that's going to kind of get your blood going now, brothers and sisters. And it's also ha- is tied into tonight's message and what happened today at the Jesus Matters event. And I believe there's going to be probably more Jesus Matters events um, because this is the time where Jesus really is going to matter, especially when uh, certain things happen in the near future. So it's best to be on the right side of things and to be uh, praising and worshiping the Lord because that's how we have victory in Jesus and the walls will come tumbling down, the barriers, the veil, and we will get through and, and, and get to higher to the highest part of the mountain, brothers and sisters. The the highest mountain in the Lord. He is the highest rock. He is the most holiest and highest and, and we can we're gonna get there, brothers and sisters. And I have a great teaching for you tonight to to just so you can also receive Learn to receive visions and dreams and revelations and and knowledge and wisdom. Um, This is my hope. This is my goal. This is my objective on the Lord's hour to get you to understand how to um, get closer, how to uh, have your fire burning in your secret place, in your home, in your living room, in your in your wherever it is you you have your secret room. Incidentally, now I guess there's a movie out called uh, War Room, which um, I haven't seen it yet, uh, but I've heard it has to do with your one. Those that dwell in the secret place of the Most High. All right, well here we go. I got some Johnny Cash for you, brothers and sisters. If you want to sing along, is Johnny Cash uh, from YouTube. Uh, when the man comes around, hallelujah, this is an awesome song because the man is coming around. Yahavah Emmanuel, Yahushua Mashiach, he's going to be coming around, brothers and sisters, it's going to be awesome. Hallelujah, praise Jesus. And I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder. One of the four beasts saying, come and see. And I saw, and behold, a white horse. There's a man going round taking names, and he decides. 
who to free and who to blame. Everybody won't be treated all the same. There'll be a golden ladder reaching down. The hairs on your arm will stand up at the terror in each sip and in each sup. Will you partake of that last offered cup or disappear into the potter's ground when the man comes around? Hear the trumpets, hear the pipers. One hundred million angels singing Multitudes are marching to the big cuddle drum Voices calling, voices crying Some are born and some are dying that followed with him was death brothers and sisters 
the angel of death, how sad for those, how sad it's going to be, brothers and sisters. We must stand in the gap for our loved ones. We must stand in the gap for all those lost souls out there, brothers and sisters, because it's going to be a, 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 a great and terrible day, great for us, but terrible for them, brothers and sisters. Okay, <coughs> that was um, Johnny Cash. When the man comes around And then When he leaves And he and the chicken When the hen Comes to get the little chickies And to take us home The angel of death will follow And man There's going to be nothing but death In this land Brothers and sisters But let's get in the Lord's presence Because that's where we find life And the Lord's presence Is where we find life And life in abundance Brothers and sisters Let's go in his presence Brothers and sisters here, let me put a link up for all those in the in the chat room here for our next song. It's here in your presence. Yes, let me go ahead and get it for you so you can have it here and you can sing along because I do this so we can enter into his presence. I I I praise and worship so we can enter his presence together. So we can enter into the most holy place as as one unit, as the unity, as the, the church of the Lord's hour. I want us all to be praising and worshiping. This is a time to to get in, to, to open up the heavens. This is a time to worship our Lord and Savior. This is a time to uh, have the angels singing all around us, brothers and sisters. That's why we do this music, uh, so we can... Enter into the time of, of spending our time with the Lord And hearing from the Lord You know uh, We don't get paid through this This is not something that we solicit For money or income Or any type of, 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 of livelihood <clears throat> We do this because we love the Lord We come on here week after week Because we want to teach you What the Lord has shown us We want to show you how to be equipped how to be empowered And praise and worship Is one of the most powerful weapons That we can use in our warfare Brothers and sisters In second I believe it was Second Chronicles 2020 uh, I think it's Second Chronicles Yeah uh, Second Chronicles 2020 uh, King Jehoshaphat Was worried and didn't know How he was going to beat the Amorite, The Moabites and the Ammonites and the Anunnaki, the Anakim, and the Anakites, and all those people, the giants, the the, de the devil worshippers, the fallen angels. Basically, that's what was roaming the earth. You know, I mean, that those were those were always the enemies. They were always the enemy. Nothing, nothing new under the sun, brothers and sisters. The same enemies that the Lord had from the beginning are the same enemies we have now. And 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 we know who is the Lord, who is the Creator. Who is in charge, who binds them up, who casts them into the abyss We know the Lord and Savior that is mighty and powerful That puts strongholds upon them, that can shackle them And, and put them into the, to the pits of hell, brothers and sisters and, and, and King Jehoshaphat, the Lord told him, praise and worship the Lord Put the praisers and worshipers in the beginning of the army, in the front line Forget about artillery, forget about, yes Forget about artillery, forget about um, uh, uh, weapons, forget about uh, 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 AKs and, and 223s and, 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 and AR-15s. 
put your praisers and your worshippers in the front of the line against the Ammonites and the Moabites and all those itesites and all the, the, the fallen angels and the beast technologies and all that stuff. That's our enemy. That's, that's the enemy that hates humanity, wants to see us all dead, wants to see us fighting each other and killing each other. The Lord told them, put your praisers and your worshipers. And what happened? They were squashed. They were set. They were smitten, brothers and sisters. The enemy was smitten. Our praise and our worship. We can throw fire against the enemy with our praise and our worship, brothers and sisters. Fire will fall upon them, brothers and sisters, as we praise and as we worship. The walls of Jericho fell down. As they praise and they worshiped our Lord and Savior. As they praise and worship Abba Adonai Elohim. He deserves our praise and worship for such a time as this. He is our army. He is our leader. He is our Yahavah Sevaot, The Lord of heaven's armies. The Lord over all the armies. Over the mighty armies. That crush and they smite the enemy. The Ammonites, the Moabites, the Anakin, the Anakites, the sons of Anak, the, the Gath, the sons of Gath, the, the, the Nephilim, all of them. He will smite them in the name of Jesus. By the bloodshed of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Let's praise and worship the Lord, brothers and sisters. Let's give him our praise, brothers and sisters, right now. Let's go into his presence, brothers and sisters. There's no other better place to be than in his presence. There's no no better place in this world, in this in this realm, in the atmosphere, in the heavens. There's no better place than in the place of Jesus Christ in His presence, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Oh, praise you, Jesus.
invite you tonight, Lord Jesus, into our hearts, into our minds, Lord Father. Put every thought into your captivity, Lord Jesus. Here in your presence. Here in your presence tonight, Lord Father. Hallelujah. We welcome you, Lord Jesus. Do your will, Lord Father. Let thy kingdom come. before you, Lord Father. Every knee shall bow, Lord Jesus. Praise your holy name, Lord Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You're so mighty, Lord Father. Oh, Father, you're so amazing, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Lord. I thank you so much, Lord Jesus. Lord Father, I worship your holy name. Thank you, Lord Father. Oh, Holy Spirit, invade us tonight, Lord Father. Lord Father, come into our homes tonight, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, we ask that you come into our hearts right now, Lord Father. Do your will in our lives. Do your will right now in this time in the Lord's hour, Lord Father. Do your will, Lord Jesus. Let thy kingdom come into our hearts, into our minds, 
into our homes and all around us, Lord Father. Let your kingdom come. Let your kingdom invade us, Lord Father. So when people see us, Lord, they will say, oh, my gosh, the light or the kingdom is in him. Lord Father, let people see your kingdom in us, Lord Father. Let people... Let people want to know, Lord Father, more about you when they see your kingdom around us and all around us and within us, Lord Father. Holy Spirit, I cancel right now all the wicked devices of the enemy. I cancel right now by the bloodshed of Jesus Christ, by the bloodshed of Yahshua Mashiach. I cancel every wicked device, scheme and scam and, and plot that the enemy might try tonight to distort, Lord Father, to interrupt communications, Lord, or, or interrupt our communication to headquarters, Lord Jesus. I cancel it right now in the name of Jesus, Lord Father. For greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. But you are the mighty one on, from on high who killed death, who put an end to death so that we might have life and life eternal. I praise you, Lord Jesus, and I thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, what a, what a wonderful day today was. I got to tell you, you know, um, when I first uh, got involved with this Jesus Matters uh, movement, it was, it was you know, of course your, your, your adrenaline is running and it was exciting. But then as time went on, it seemed to be quite burdensome and, and then, and then you know, it comes up to the day, and then you got to go do it, and then you're met with all kinds of resistance, and 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 all the Lord wants from us is is that we just do what He wants us to do. You know, the Lord doesn't really ask us to do much. All He asks us to do is to be a voice for Him, to to be willing to sacrifice your time to be willing to put your pride to the side and to lay down your life for him. I said earlier it doesn't sound like much, but really it's not. When we look at what he's done for us, when we look at what the Lord has done for us, he went through pain and suffering, and he laid down all that he has, you know, the torture that he went through so that we will live, brothers and sisters, and all that he asks is that we will sacrifice some time, some pride, our selfish pleasures, our selfishness, and that we would just stand up for him. So I've never done anything like this in my life. I've never um, uh, took up posters and, and, and stood on the sidewalk or walked around a building I never, um, you know, was out there in, in, in on Front Street, in the front lines, uh, being ready uh, to to meet resistance, to meet any mocking and scoffing. Um, and, you know, we think about all these things. You know, every time the Lord wants us to do something, we think about all the negatives and, and all the, uh, what the possibilities can happen or, or, or what can happen and, 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 oh my gosh, what is it going to be like? And, 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 and then we become fear and then we become doubtful and then we don't want to do it. And then, and then we get tired and then, and then we come up with excuses. All the Lord asks is for us to do it and we did it. Uh, right now, today, it was three of us that did it in Florida, 
and and it didn't seem like much, brothers and sisters. I gotta tell you, you know, uh, we ex- you know, it's so funny because at first I didn't want to do it, and then we get we get there, and then uh, 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 and then and then we want you know uh, we we want to be on the spotlight. You know what I mean? You know we we want the world to see and everybody to see. So I'm telling you, the enemy. The enemy messes with people's heads so much. The the demonic realm, they know exactly how to get to people. You know, and, and, and I got to tell you, today was such a revelation because it fired me up. It showed me how the enemy works. It showed me how to overcome, how to get victory, how to have a powerful uh, movement in the Lord. And it was only... Three of us brothers and sisters <laughs> For South For Florida Okay um, So we went out there uh, To the uh, Popka City Hall Between 12 and 2 was the Jesus Matters movement time All across the United States And and we're walking And we're praising the Lord And we had the music going uh, We we had a, uh, The music station Kind of set to the Christian station Because my CD player wasn't working So We had the Christian radio going The whole time So kind of uh, spiritual uh, Realm action there So we got the angels involved And um, uh, We prayed and, and then we went out And did seven times around The city hall Like back in the day when they did Seven times around uh, Jericho uh, seven days They did seven days um, Around uh, Jericho Well we did seven times around The city hall here And across the United States They did seven times around Their state capitals Or any government Or any place they decided to do it So we did it here And you know It was We didn't even it, I'm telling you once we once we started walking and talking and praising the Lord and after we prayed and 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 it just it felt I mean I know we're not supposed to be going by feelings but it I I told my brother uh, Joshua Crotty you know it looks like it feels like the heavens are just looking at us and saying you know awesome job and 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 the enemy is just not happy um, and as as we're walking it just felt so. Liberating. It felt so uh, mighty, you know. the The world, the world thinks about the stuff that we do, and 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 they think we're foolish, and they think the stuff that we believe in is foolish. The way we live is foolish. How we take a stand for the Lord is foolish. How we don't compromise is foolishness, and it's outdated. But brothers and sisters, we serve a mighty God. A, a mighty God who conquers death, a mighty God who lives in eternity, who knows what what righteousness is. We serve a God that is powerful, and through his power and mightiness, he set people free. We serve a God that breaks the chains, brothers and sisters, that removes the strongholds of what the enemy does, <clears throat> brothers and sisters. We serve a God that opens his 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 friends eyes we serve a god that reveals secrets and mysteries 
to his friends and his and his kinship and his brothers and sisters and his loved ones, his sons and daughters, the sons and daughters that serve God. He gives them revelation. He gives them truth, brothers and sisters. He gives us love. And this is these were all the emotions that were going through me as we were as we were walking, as we were making a stand for the Lord, brothers and sisters, as we were passing, uh, showing the signs of Jesus matters and life matters, brothers and sisters. And we were doing this, Jesus matters and life matters, Jesus matters. And you know what? Nobody got shot. There was no, no lives that got threatened. We didn't have to threaten no police. We didn't have to threaten uh, a certain racial class. We didn't have to threaten nobody. You know, they got this Black Lives Matter thing going, and, and they're threatening people. They're threatening police, and, and they're, they're saying that they're going to kill them, and they're shooting them, and they're doing these terrible things. And we did today, we did Jesus Matters. We did Jesus Matters today, brothers and sisters, and not nobody was shot. Nobody got threatened. No one was threatened. You know, people were showing love. People were seeing love. People saw the Jesus, just people, the, the vessels of Jesus moving and standing for Jesus. And nobody was hurt. Nobody got felt bad. Instead, they felt convicted. And they felt a need to get closer to God. And they wanted to, 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 to honk their horns and to show us love, brothers and sisters. There was no hate. There was no blaming nobody. There was no no throwing stones at nobody. There was no 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 threats on nobody's life, brothers and sisters. The Lord is he's just so full of love. And the world can't see it, brothers and sisters, cuz they're too busy doing what comforts them. They're too busy in their sins and in the things that give them comfort in this world. They don't want to step out of their comfort zone. And you see, I didn't feel this way I didn't get this way until I stepped out of my comfort zone. When I got out of my comfort zone, when I got out of my 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 safety net, my my the the, the quietness and the stillness in my house. Until I got out there and got out of my comfort zone, and I decided to make a stand for the Lord in the world, and to and to risk being laughed at, to risk being being. Uh, uh, persecuted brothers and sisters No I decided You know what I'm going to sacrifice Some time I'm going to sacrifice my pride I'm going to sacrifice this vessel For the Lord I'm going to stand up for him And I tell you It was such a mighty 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 feeling and, and I felt the Lord and his love And how he loves the people how he loves the people and how he died for them and how he wants to save them and how he wants to reach out to them and tell them, I love you and tell you, I love you. I love you. I gave my life for you. I gave everything I had. I came down from the heavens. I came down from my throne and I gave my life for you. The least we can do is lay down our life for him. And that's what many of us did today across the United States. And it was such a mighty, mighty thing. When we were when we were doing our last lap, our last lap, we were on our seventh lap, and we were we were coming around to the main avenue and we were making our last right turn and we were coming up to the main avenue, right as we were coming up to the main avenue, and we were about to make a right to 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 finish out our, our seven times around, 
okay? <laughs> it was uh, uh, the seventh time around, and as we looked up and we looked to our, towards our left, we saw a funeral procession coming, and uh, the the front the front car of the funeral procession had a uh, a lot of purple design, you know. Uh, uh, I, and I'm and I'm I think purple is a royal royalty color, I believe, for the Lord. It's his color of of royalty, I believe. Um, so beginning of this of this death parade because it was the house of mourning. Brothers and sisters It was the house of mourning And I gotta share with you something else On that I was talking to my brother Joshua Crotty This morning When I picked him up I was talking to him about a friend of ours Who who I was trying to reach I was trying to, to get him To understand the things of the Lord uh, Better And Um at the time when I was trying to talk to this brother, well, I, I'm, I'm I'm hoping he's still a brother. I don't know if uh, he he told me he lost his faith. He told me he lost his faith, and and he lost his faith, and he didn't uh, feel like that for the Lord anymore. So I was telling my brother Joshua Crotty uh, how this brother he told me he lost his faith. And he didn't follow the Lord no more. And then I felt in my heart that this brother's life was going to get worse and worse. But I didn't want to speak that into the, in, into this brother's life. I didn't want to speak hardship and, and, and suffering and oppression and suppression and depression into his life. So I kept my mouth shut. And at the time, I didn't say nothing, but I prayed for him and I prayed for him and I prayed for him. Well, uh, just the other day, his wife overdosed on drugs, and she died. Okay? So I was talking to Brother Joshua Crotty this morning before we got to the Jesus Matters event. Uh, before all this happened, I was talking to him about uh, how she overdosed and how they were having the funeral today in Leesburg. So we were talking about a funeral today before the event started. My heart from last night when I got the message that they were going to do the funeral today, my heart was in the house of mourning. My heart was already there, brothers and sisters, and I was already talking about it this morning to my brother Joshua Karate. Brothers and sisters, in Ecclesiastes, in Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 4, it says the heart of the wise is in the house of mourning, but the heart of fools is in the house of mirth. Brothers and sisters, it says in Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 4, the heart of the wise is in the house, is in the house of the mourning. Well, we were talking about the house of the morning this morning, brothers and sisters. And on our seventh time around, as we were closing this out, the seventh time around, we were talking about uh, this morning the funeral and death and how death 
got their life. He lost his job. His life got worse. He lost his wife. She overdosed, and she's dead. Okay, I don't know what happened, if, if she was saved, if she asked Jesus Christ into her life. But we were talking about that this morning, um, about that, and it was very disheartening. So today, when we, are in our, when we were on our seventh time around, the last lap, we saw this funeral procession. And and my heart sunk, and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh. And it didn't occur to me at the time how we were discussing um, discussing how this morning here, you know what? Let's go ahead and get my brother Joshua Crotty here on the phone. Uh, he's, he'll be calling in uh, Brother Elvie, whoever's in charge of the... Um, of the controls tonight Open up the line For brother Joshua Karate He's going to call in right now um, <laughs> uh, Brothers and sisters I'm telling you This whole thing I got more to tell you on this We're going to uh, give you this story On what happened Just so you can see exactly How the Lord is working If you're willing to take a step of faith if you're willing to take a leap of faith and get out of your comfort zone and do something for the Lord and stand up for the Lord, you know, mighty, I, I believe a revelation came out of this. I believe the Lord gave us some, some kingdom knowledge and wisdom, and, and he increased our faith. I believe he increased our faith. Um, I believe he gave me more boldness. Um uh, it was just a wonderful time, and, and all because we decided to take a step out, to take a leap of faith, to get out of our comfort zone, and to do something for the Lord. Um, I don't know if he's called in already. Uh, uh, Brother Joshua, you're on the line. Oh, wait, let me turn on my volume here. Brother Joshua, you're on the line. Hello? What's going on, brother? Hey, <laughs> how you doing? I'm doing great. So this morning we were talking about um, the the death of our friend's wife and how the funeral is today. And basically, we were talking about funeral and death this morning, were we not? Yes, we were. <laughs> When you saw the the funeral procession uh, pass by the ca the car in the front, and then the whole funeral, uh, what what was going through your mind? I think the first thing that I thought about when I saw uh, that long line of of cars was, you know, that it it felt like it was uh, something that was sent because. It wasn't like the rest of the traffic. When we were walking around, the rest of the traffic was just people and they're, they're, you know, passing and going. And But it felt like that specific group of cars uh, needed us, that, that, that the timing couldn't have been any better and the amount of people and the, and the situation that they were uh, having to be burdened with, it just, it all was, uh, it just 
could they couldn't be any better, better or, or the timing couldn't have been any better. <laughs> Amen, brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters, are you listening? The I played a song when the man comes around, and and at the end of the song he says, and 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 the angel of death follows. Okay. Brothers and sisters, today as we were walking down the street, as we stood out for the Lord, as we took a stand, as we came out of our comfort zones and we stood out for the Lord, we saw death cross our path. We saw death roll right in front of us, brothers and sisters. And we were standing there with Jesus Matters signs, with Life Matters signs, and we were showing to the death, to the house of the morning, that Jesus lived that Jesus matters, that Jesus is powerful, that to him all lives matter, brothers and sisters, that he will save the people, that he will bring you out of death, he'll bring you out of bondage, he'll break the strongholds, he will give you boldness, he will give you strength, he will give you faith, as long as you're willing to get out of your comfort zone, as long as you're willing to stand up for the Lord. He, he, the angel of death, the, the spirit of death crossed our path, and the kingdom of God was right there, ready to meet it head to head, because it was the beginning of the of the of the of the funeral procession, and we were right there, greeting it, greeting it as it passed as it came up to the main avenue. We were greeting this this spirit, this house of mourning, brothers and sisters. What an empowerment! What a feeling of what a uh, it's just. What it did for my faith, my faith meter, my faith meter just probably went up about 50 more points. I mean, Brother uh, Joshua, what, what do you say? It was uh, the first time that I felt that close. I mean, I've, my faith is, is growing exponentially every single day, and, and there are things that, you know, when I participate and, and get involved, uh, you know, I feel closer. But uh, today was just, uh, it was eye-opening because, uh, it, you know, it felt like every little step, every little uh, interaction uh, just spoke volumes. I mean, anybody else with any other group, and you said it earlier, they go to these events where they have something to say, they want to speak out, they want to show the world that we're doing, you know, evil in this world, and uh, but they are met with resistance. Uh, we were not met with any resistance. I mean, I felt nothing but love. I never felt once like I had eyes on me that were angry. I always felt like there was eyes that were confused or maybe even sad, but never anger. Uh, and I never felt like I was opposed by anybody. It was just, it was like love and happiness all day. So, <laughs> Bro brothers and sisters, listen. The enemy will give you doubt. The the spirit of doubt will come in. The spirit of fear will come in. The spirit of of timidity, tim timidness, timidity will come in, brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters, every spirit. Uh, uh, that you can imagine was probably trying to come against us, okay? Every witch, every witch tactic and scheme and snare and plot, the enemy was trying to throw our way, okay? He had been trying this all week on us, 
Okay? And we still took a step out, a leap of faith, brothers. It's time we take a leap of faith for the Lord. It is time we get out of our comfort zones. It is time we, we stand up. We stand up and we say, no, enough is enough. Jesus matters. We're not going to compromise anymore with the world, brothers and sisters, because the world is dying, brothers and sisters. And then we saw a school bus. I think the person who died might have been a school bus driver, and, and, and there was a school bus. Brother Joshua, what was on that school bus? I'm sorry. I don't remember, to be honest with you. Okay. There was a cross and a frog on one of the windows, I think the front, one of the front windows in the school bus. Um, a cross and a frog. Okay, so we have the cross of Jesus Christ was on one of the windows there and a frog from what um, Sister Samantha says. She looked at the front of the bus and there was a frog and a cross. Brothers and sisters, okay, first we saw the, the spirit of death right there in front of our eyes. And then in one of the windows in the school bus, we see a cross and a frog, okay? In the Bible, I looked up frogs. I looked up frogs in the Bible, and everything that has to do with frogs has to do with judgment, with the wrath, with um, uh, pestilence and, 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 and plagues and all these things. In Exodus 8, in Psalm 78, verse 45, and then in Revelations 16:10. In Revelation 16:13, I'm sorry. Revelation 16:13, it has, and I saw three unclean spirits like frogs coming out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. Brothers and sisters, we saw a frog and a cross. Okay. You have the Lord's children, the Lord's vessels, the Lord's soldiers, the Lord's army walking on this street. Here comes the angel, the spirit of death, creeping up on us. We greeted it with Jesus matters. And on the bus was a cross with a frog. So basically you have the collision right there. Last week I spoke about the collision. So right here we have the cross and the frog in the same window. So the frog in Revelation 16:13 we have and I saw three unclean spirits like frogs coming out of the mouth of the dragon out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet This coming September 24th 23rd we have the false prophet himself or the beast or whatever in the world this thing is I have no idea anymore. He's so ugly. Actually, they're all so ugly. Who knows what part they hold? Who knows which position they are? All we know is they are of the enemy. But this coming September 23rd and 24th, we have the Pope, uh, the Pope Mafioso from Rome himself coming over here uh, uh, to, 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 to pay a visit to the UN. He's going to give his big speech, and so is... Uh, he's going to see uh, his his partner in crime, uh, Barack Hussein Obama. He's going to see his partner in crime, um, and 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 we saw the frogs. We saw a frog on the window with a cross. All these things are happening in September. 
We got the false prophet or whatever, uh, my uh, antichrist spirit, all going on right here in front of our eyes. Does the Lord give revelations? Does the Lord give boldness? Does the Lord give faith? Does the Lord equip his soldiers? Does the Lord empower his vessels? Brother Joshua Crotty, what do you think? I think we are definitely uh, faced with uh, a long week ahead. I can, I, you know, I, I the whole day that we talked, uh, you know, the one thing that stood out for me is every time you and me come across an event that's, you know, it shows us God's love and, and gives us a full heart. That that directly after uh, we're we're met with resistance of the world and that. Uh, you know, heavy burden is is ahead of us, trial and tribulation, and and I feel like you know when you said what was coming up, I, I knew, I feel it, I know uh, that today is good and and tomorrow will be a trial, uh, that this week following will be a trial. Are you feeling more empowered? Are you feeling more bolder, more faith? Have Absolutely. you been have you been equipped today? Have you been empowered by the Lord? More so, more so because of today. Because uh, you know, last week I think I wasn't yet prepared uh, mentally to to combat what what was presented. Um, I, I I went to a great event, and uh, you know, I felt closer. But then when I was presented with an opportunity, I just didn't know it didn't see it, uh, and, and you know, after talking today, now I know that this is the great event and, and that the opportunity is going to show itself and I need to take advantage uh, and, and be ready, be bold, be strong uh, enough to jump in and, and, and show what it is that, you know, God has to offer us all. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Brett, Brothers and sisters, I want to I want you to send your prayers for Brother Joshua Crotty and his family. I want to thank you, brother, for joining us tonight on the Lord's Hour. Thank you for your testimony. Thank you for sharing that time with me at uh, at Jesus Matters. Um, I love you, and I thank you for sharing part of your testimony with us tonight. Thank you, and I love you too, brother. God bless you. Shalom to you and your family, brother. Goodbye. You too. Amen. You see, brothers and sisters, you see, brothers and sisters, when we come into unity, when we come into unity as the body of Christ, when we come out of our comfort zone as the body of Christ, when we when we stand up to the world and when we say we're going to be counted worthy to stand up for him, when we decide to do that, do those things, we get impartation. We get an impartation of the Ruach HaKodesh. We get an impartation from our Lord and Savior. We get an impartation. We get boldness. We get more faith. We get equipped to stand up. We get equipped to continue fighting. We get an impartation of knowledge and wisdom that the Lord imparts to us as we stand up for Him. As we as we stand up and say we are counted worthy. As we stand in unity as we come into unity as the body of Christ, brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters, I'm no better than Brother Joshua Crotty. I'm no better 
than Sister Samantha that came and helped us out. I'm no better than you. I'm no better than he. I'm no better than she. I'm no better than anybody. And then there's nobody else better than us. We're all the same in the body of Christ. Everybody in the body of Christ has a role to play. And every role is important. Everything we do is important. But we have to stick together. We have to be in unity, brothers and sisters. Let us look what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, beginning in verse 3. It says in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, if you want to read along with me, brothers and sisters, because now, now comes the teaching part. I, I, I shared with you what we saw today. I shared with you what we witnessed today. I shared with you the revelation knowledge of the Lord God. I shared with you the power of God, the boldness, how he imparts his, 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 his strength to us, how he, how he imparts gifts of the Spirit to us, gifts of spirit and knowledge. Hallelujah. The gifts of faith, brothers and sisters. I've shared how he's imparted that, uh, how, how he imparts. Now, now, now let me teach you how you get there. Let me show you. How you get there. Let me show you how you can do this yourself. How in this time you can do this. And it doesn't matter if you're in if you're in this game a little late. It doesn't matter. Wait till you hear what I got to tell you. You're gonna be equipped. You're gonna be empowered, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. First Corinthians chapter three, verse three. For you are still carnal, for where there are envy, strife, and divisions. He's saying if you are still doing these things, it's because you're still carnal. You need to get, you need to forget about this. You need to you know, put away these things, and you need to, and you need to move on, brothers and sisters, and forget about name calling. Forget about who's better. First uh, 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 Corinthians uh, uh, chapter three, beginning in verse three. For you are still carnal. For where there are envy, strife, and divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? For when one says. I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos. Are you not carnal? Who cares if, if we're not uh, Joe Osteen or, 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 or T.D. Jakes or, or, or these people that have thousands and thousands of people following, or if you're not on TV, or if you're not speaking on, on blog talk radio, or if you don't have a show, if you're not doing this, if you're not, if you're, who cares, brothers and sisters? You can be an intercessor. You can be a prayer. You can be praying for people. Who cares who's Paul or who's Apollos or who's Joe Osteen or who's T.D. Jakes or who's uh, this person on the radio or who's the mighty uh, uh, worshiper of the Lord? Who cares, brothers and sisters? That doesn't matter. Put all these things away from you. Okay, those are the carnal. That's the way the carnal mind thinks. That's the way the carnal mind thinks. Okay, just do what the Lord wants you to do. Start praying. The Lord, I can tell you right now, every... Every prophet is an intercessor. Intercessory, intercessor prayer warriors, it's a mighty it's a mighty thing the Lord needs right now. He needs prayer warriors. So get on your knees and pray for the Lord. And you're in intercessory prayer, who cares? It doesn't matter if you're out in front of thousands, brothers and sisters. Your prayers can save lives. Verse five Who then is Paul and who is Apollos? But ministers through whom you believed. As the Lord gave to each one, I planted, Paulo's watered, but God gives the increase, brothers and sisters. So then neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. Now he who plants and he who waters are one, 
We are all one body, brothers and sisters. It doesn't matter what what role you play. It's important. What you're doing is important to the kingdom. Now he who plants and he who waters are one. And each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. You are God's building. You are the temple of God, brothers and sisters. Forget about any other temples being built. Forget about any other temples. You are the temple of God, brothers and sisters. 1 Corinthians 3, chapter, uh, chapter 3, verse 9. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. You are God's building. You are the temple of God. According to the grace of God which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and builder and another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. All that matters right now, brothers and sisters, is Jesus. Jesus matters. That's all that matters right now, brothers and sisters. <laughs> now, if anyone builds, that's basically what it's saying there in verse 11. Uh uh, as long as Jesus laid the foundation, Jesus matters. That's all that matters, who lays the foundation. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become clear. For the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. I believe these are those that have been called, those that are written in the book of life, brothers and sisters. Because if anyone's work which he has built on it endures when we go through this fire, and I could, there's other revelation knowledge that comes with this, 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 third, this third day where the third day goes through the fire to be transfigured or transformed uh hint hint so but that's another another teaching for another day okay let's continue if anyone works which he has built on it endures he will receive a reward remember the lord says those that diligently seek me there they shall re receive a reward the lord rewards them that diligently seek him so he, they will receive a reward Verse 14, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss. But he himself will be saved, yet so as through the fire. Do you not know that you are the temple of God? And that the Spirit of God dwells in you, brothers and sisters. I said the Spirit of God dwells in you. And Jesus said, and in those days you will do greater things than I have done. Why? Because the Spirit of God dwells in you, brothers and sisters. The Spirit of the Creator dwells in you. The Spirit that raised up Jesus Christ from the dead lives in you. The Spirit that raised, um, uh, that, that raised Lazarus from the dead lives in you. If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy. Be careful what you put in your body, because the temple of God is holy. Which temple are you? Let no one deceive himself. If anyone among you seems to be wise in this age, 
Let him become a fool. Brothers and sisters, what we did today would seem foolish to the wise. What we did today, the wise people of the world see it as foolishness. But in verse 18, it tells us, If anyone among you seems to be wise in this age, let him become a fool that he may become wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. The wisest men in this world, planning their plans and their schemes and their plots, is foolishness with God. God sees them as foolish. For it is written, he catches the wise in their own craftiness, in their own crafts, in their own mind crafts, in their own sorcery crafts, in their own witch crafts. He catches the wise. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise, that they are futile. Therefore, let no one boast in men, for all things are yours, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world, or life or death or things present or things to come. All are yours, brothers and sisters. And you are Christ, and Christ is God's. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What's our position our position is in Christ, brothers and sisters, and he is in us. The power is in us. If you're willing to step out, come out of your comfort zone, you will see how mighty and how and how your faith will begin to increase and how the power of God is just so awesome. Let's go now to 2 Corinthians chapter 3. I'll give you a second to turn there, Second Corinthians chapter three. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Second Corinthians chapter three, verse one through six. Do we begin again to commend ourselves, or do we need as some others epistles? Of commendation to you or letters of commendation from you Do we need letters of commendation brothers and sisters Do we need to go to a seminary and get uh, certificates or, or do we need to be recognized by the world To speak for the Lord To be vessels for the Lord To be soldiers for the Lord To stand up for the Lord And, 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 and let his word be known Do we need letters of, of recommendation Second Corinthians chapter 3, do we begin again to commend ourselves or do we need as some other epistles of, of recommendation to you or letters of commendation from you? You are our epistle written in our hearts. It's in the heart, brothers, sisters. The matter of the thing is in the hearts. You are epistles written in our hearts, known and read by all men. Clearly, you are an epistle of Christ. You are a vessel of Christ. You are an epistle of Christ. You are part of the royal priesthood of Christ, brothers and sisters. If you put the carnal mind aside, if you put all things carnal aside and you live in the spirit, you get out of your comfort zone, you pray, you intercede, you are a royal priest. You are an epistle of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink, 
but by the Spirit of the living God. Not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of the flesh, that is, of the heart. And we have such trust through Christ toward God, not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves. It's not our strength, it's his strength. It's not our power, but his power. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God. Our being, everything we are, our power, anything is from God. Our power is God. God is our power in our strength, in our weaknesses, in our weaknesses is his strength. In my weakness, I say, show your power, God. Verse 6, who also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit, not of a certificate, not of a degree or diploma, but of the spirit. If the Lord wants you to to speak for him, if the Lord wants you to do something for him, he will sanctify you. He will anoint you. He will bless you. He doors for you. He will do it. Not a letter, not a certificate, not a letter of recommendation, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life, brothers and sisters. I said the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve that he picks the lowest and brings them up high. He picks the last and makes them first, brothers and sisters. Oh, what a mighty God we serve who gives revelation knowledge and revelations and secrets to his, to his servants, to his friends, to the sons and daughters of God, to the Kodeshim, to the holy ones. Oh, I love you. I praise you, Lord Jesus. I praise you, Lord Jesus. And here's... Here's something for all those that think that you're late in the game, that it's too late for you in this game here. I just want to share with you a little message here that the Lord has put on my heart. It, it came up today as uh, uh, Sister Samantha was, was bringing up, you know, how, how she would have wished that she would have started a long time ago. How, you know, a lot of people, when, when they finally realize the truth, they say, you know, I wish... I would have started a while back ago. I wish I could have done this earlier. I wish, I wish, I wish. And again, the enemy does that to bring in doubt and fear and, and timidity. Uh, he, he doesn't want you to advance. So for all those that are feeling like, like you came in here late in the game, don't worry about it. Look what the Lord is telling you in this time. Look at what the Lord is telling you in Matthew chapter 20. If you want to turn there with me, go to Matthew chapter 20, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Oh, praise you, Jesus. Matthew, verse 1, beginning in verse 1 through 16. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. Now, when he had agreed with the laborers for denarius a day, he went out about the third hour and saw a 
to them you also go into the vineyard, and whatever is right I will give you. So they went. Again, he went out about the sixth and the ninth hour and did likewise. And about the eleventh hour, he went out and found others standing idle and said to them, Why have you been standing here idle all day? And they said to him, Because no one hired us. He said to them, You also go into the vineyard, and whatever is right you will receive. So when evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his steward, Call the laborers and give them their wages, beginning with the last to the first. And when those came who were hired about the eleventh hour, they each received a denarius. But when the first came, they supposed that they would receive more, and they likewise received each a denarius. And when they had received it, they complained against the landowner, saying, These last men have worked only one hour, and you made them equal to us? Who have borne the burden and the heat of the day? But he answered one of them and he said, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for a denarius? Take what is yours and go your way. I wish to give to this last man the same as to you. Is it not lawful for me to do what I wish with my own things? Or is your eye evil because I am good? So the last will be first, and the first last. For many are called, but few are chosen. Brothers and sisters, if you're thinking in your hearts that you're late in the game, that you haven't done anything for the Lord, that you've lived a life so wretched, that 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 you don't deserve the rewards of the Lord. If you believe that you started so late and you're not worthy to do any works for the Lord, I want you to shake that off of you right now. I want you to tell that lying spirit, I bind you up by the bloodshed of Jesus Christ, and I cast you into the abyss, into the shackles, or into a dry area, into the dry places, in the dry places under the earth. I shackle you and I bind you up the shackles of pain and I throw you into a coffin with a Faraday cage around it so that nothing can penetrate it so that nothing can come to it and, I, and the Lord put a guard and, and let nothing be able to get that coffin until the day of judgment bind up that lying spirit because they're a lying spirit and they're lying to you it doesn't matter the, the, the landowner here gave the same denarius to those that were last The last came in And they did their job The last agreed to do their job They agreed To get out of the sun They agreed to step out of their comfort zone And go work for an hour And they were paid the same As the ones that were there All day If you feel like You've wasted a lot of time It doesn't matter Get on board Get in alignment with the Lord. Start getting out of your comfort zone. Start doing the works of the Lord. And I'll tell you the best place to start is in prayer. And I'm going to share with you something on prayer a little later. But first, let us turn to Isaiah 11. 
Let us turn to Isaiah 11. Hallelujah. Praise you, sweet Jesus. Thank you, sweet Jesus. Brothers and sisters, I hope this is equipping you tonight. I hope you're getting equipped to be able to fight because the war is raging. The soul, the the thief, the soul thief is trying to steal more souls. He's trying to steal more souls and take them to hell with him, brothers and sisters. So get on board, get on the train, get in unity with us, get in unity with the Lord's hour, get in unity with the body of Christ, and your rewards are going to be waiting for you in heaven, brothers and sisters. It doesn't matter how late you jump in this game, as long as you get in it and you do the Lord's work. All that matters is that you're in. Hallelujah. Isaiah 11, starting at verse 3. Excuse me. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Oh, Father, I love you. You're so amazing. Okay, Isaiah 11, verse 3. His delight is in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes, nor decide by the hearing of his ears. But with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. The humble of the earth, he will decide the equity for them. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall slay the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt of his loins, and faithfulness the belt of his waist. The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb, the leopard shall lie down with the young goat, the calf and the young lion and the fatling together, and the little child shall lead them, the cow and the bear shall graze, their young ones shall lie down together. Uh, brothers and sisters, have you seen this on this earth? Have you seen this happen on this earth? Have you seen this happen on this earth? No. This is for a time that is coming. This is for a time that is coming, brothers and sisters. This is for the righteous. Hallelujah. Righteousness. Hallelujah is what wins. Darkness is what's going to die and is going to go away. The nursing child shall, shall play by the cobra's hole. And the weaned child shall put his hand on the viper's den. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, in all my holy mountain. Hallelujah, hallelujah. A holy mountain, brothers and sisters, Mount Zion. Praise you, Jesus. For the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. And in that day... There shall be a root of Jesse who shall stand as a banner to the people. For the Gentiles shall seek him, and his resting place shall be glorious. The root of Jesse, Jesus Christ, was was from that. We are from Jesus, so we are all part of that root of Jesse. And the Gentiles will have a resting place, and it will be glorious. Brothers and sisters But you gotta get in here You gotta you gotta get on board here You need to get out of your comfort zone You need to start praying for people You need to start Standing in the gap for people Because the Lord Wants to show his mercy The Lord wants to show his love 
The Lord wants to show how long-suffering he is. The Lord wants to show... Yes, uh, I, there you go, Isaiah 11.11. And it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall set his hand again the second time to recover the remnant of his people which shall be left from Assyria, from Egypt, from Pathos, and from Cush, and from Elam, and from Shinar. Brothers and sisters, the Lord wants to save. He wants to save. He wants to have mercy on Jeru- on Israel. Uh, they've gone. They've 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 gone really far out there. Um, in Revelations uh, two nine it says uh, they are they are not Jews that call themselves Jews. They are the synagogue of Satan. Um, they really have gone out there. Uh, they've done some some terrible things. But their time is coming. The time of the Jews. They're going to have their time to repent. Um, but let's look at Jeremiah four. Because the Lord wants to show his love The Lord wants to have mercy on everybody, brothers and sisters And he wants everybody to to return to him He wants those that have backslidden to return to him He wants those that, that, that don't think they're good enough to return to him The Lord wants you to return back to him the Lord wants you to join his army. The Lord is recruiting tonight, brothers and sisters. He's recruiting tonight. Who's going to join his army? Who's going to come in at the last minute? Who's going who's gonna to be part of the, of the, of the harvest? Who's going to go into his, his land and do his mighty work? Who is going to do it? Who's going to stand in the gap, brothers and sisters? Who's going to do it? Jeremiah 4, who's going to return the people? Who's going to talk to talk to the people to repent? Who's going to pray for the hearts of their loved ones, for their friends, for their neighbors, for their enemies? Who's going to stand in the gap? Who's going to stand and pray for repentance of their cities and their towns? Because the Lord wants to have mercy. The Lord wants to show his mercy and his love, brothers and sisters. The Lord loves so much that he wants to show it. Look at Jeremiah chapter 4. If you will return... Oh, Israel, incidentally, that's what one of our, our, our tasks was today in Jesus Matters. It was to show his love. It was to show how Jesus matters, that if people would come to him, that they would realize that Jesus matters, and he saves, and he sets people free. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 4, if you will return, O oh Israel, says the Lord, return to me, and if you will put away your abominations out of my sight, then you shall not be moved. And you, brothers and sisters, put the abominations away, put everything away, put the world away, put every uh, care and lust of the world away, and you shall not be moved. When the darkness comes, you will be as the light. When the shaking comes, you will not be moved, brothers and sisters. And you shall swear the Lord lives in truth and judgment and in righteousness. The nations shall bless themselves in him, and in him they shall glory. In him they shall glory, brothers and sisters. We shall glory in him, brothers and sisters. We have seen glory in him, brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters, there's nothing but glory in the Lord. There's nothing but power in the Lord. There's nothing but love in the Lord. God is love, and he wants to show everybody his love, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Oh, praise you, Jesus. Brother Pablo, how do we how do we do it? How do we how do we how do we pray for our loved ones? 
How do we stand in the gap for our loved ones? Brother Pablo, I can't do much right now. I can't go out there and do this right now. I, I can't, I can't, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to show you how to do something that you can do at home. I'm going to show you, brothers and sisters, for those that want to know more on what you can do in your prayer closet, what can you do in your secret place? Where can you start? Where can you start to get out of your comfort zone and spend some time with him at nighttime before you go to sleep? Spend some time in the morning when you wake up. Spend some time in the afternoon when you have a chance to get away. <laughs> there's a... <laughs> There's a there's a there's a element of prayer called birthing, and this is a prayer level. <clears throat> once you once you get into intercessory prayer and you and you learn more on this, this is a type of prayer where you can bring things into existence. You can bring things into 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 reality for the Lord as a vessel of God. Hallelujah! We are sons and daughters of God. Okay, this is how we bring his decrees. Uh, the process of birthing in, in creation. And again, I'm reading this out of Augusto Perez's book, Open Heavens. Uh, this is Augusto Perez's book, Open Heavens. This is a very powerful teaching right here. The process of birthing in creation. There is a powerful principle involved in the story of creation in the book of Genesis. Throughout the Bible, we are taught this same principle in various diverse ways and circumstances in the lives of God's people. This is a principle that teaches a believer to appropriate the supernatural power of God's Spirit to create life out of that which is formerly dead and barren. What did we see today? A funeral. Dead, the spirit of death. This is a principle to teach a believer to appropriate the supernatural power of God's spirit to create life out of that which is formerly dead and barren. We see in Genesis chapter 1 that creation was accomplished in a series of steps as God gave form to an empty and formless mass. And filled the earth with living beings The spirit of God moved upon the waters In the second verse we read that the spirit of God moved upon the waters Creation was, was in its embryonic stage As the earth was without form and void Not in a very pleasant condition The Hebrew root word for without form is tohu Which means chaos Waste and confusion without That's what without form means The Hebrew root word for void Is bohu Which means empty And in ruin In the same second verse It says that darkness Was upon the phase The phase of the deep The Hebrew root word Darkness Shoshek uh, means destruction Death Ignorance, darkness, misery, sorrow, shapeless, useless, and wickedness. Darkness was dispelled as God spoke for there to be light. There can be no life without light. God, who is light, 
brought life to that which was dead, barren, in darkness, and without life. We continue to read in the second verse that the Spirit of God moved upon the waters. The Hebrew root word rakaf means move, to brood over as a mother hen broods over her eggs. As a mother hen broods over her eggs to breed, to give birth to, reproduce, and fertilize. God was bringing forth life in the physical realm by hovering and brooding over the earth. By hovering and brooding over the earth is how, is how God was bringing forth life. When we take a deeper, closer look at the spiritual significance of this verse, we start to see how it compares the creation in Genesis to a birthing, where God birthed the world into existence through travail, through travail. We see the same principle when we take a look at the Hebrew root word used in Psalms 90, verse 2. Before the mountains were brought forth, Yalad, to travail, to birth, to act as a midwife. Wherever you had formed, call to write in pain as in parturition, to grieve, to wait patiently in sorrow, to travail in pain, to bring forth the earth and the world. Even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. We see it again in Isaiah 66. Verse 8 through 9, who has heard such a thing, who has seen such things, shall the earth be made to bring forth in one day, or shall a nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth her children. Shall I bring, shall I bring to the birth and not cause to bring forth, says the Lord? Shall I cause to bring forth and shut the womb, says God. You are always going to, f to find travail behind every birthing. Mothers understand from personal experience that this is true. The result of travail is that something supernatural occurs as God's power is manifested. As we learn to incorporate travailing, to, to, to brood over your eggs, to breed, to give birth to, 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 to hover over, to moan and groan, to travail into our prayers. As we learn to incorporate travail into our prayers, we will supernaturally bring about life to dead and lifeless situations. We will bring about life to dead, to people that are dead, to spirit, to people that their spirit is dead. As we incorporate travail and moaning and groaning in our prayers, we will bring life to churches and to cities. The birth of Jesus and other examples. In the New Testament in Luke 1, 35, we find the same concept in Mary's conception of Jesus Christ. The Greek word overshadow, episkiaso, is the counterpart of the Hebrew word for hover, for hover over. The creative energy of God was released over Mary 
The birth of Isaac to Abraham and Sarah was also the result of a supernatural visitation from God's power to Sarah's womb, which was dead and barren. From God's power to Sarah's womb, which was dead and barren. As God hovers, as God hovered over Abraham and Sarah until Sarah conceived, God was not only birthing a son, but also a nation. In the story of the transfiguration in Matthew 17, verse 5, we read that a cloud overshadowed Jesus Christ on the mountain. That same word is used when the shadow of Peter passed by and overshadowed and healed the sick in Acts chapter 5, verse 15. Elijah stretched himself over the dead child. Elijah hovered over the dead child. He brooded over the dead child. He hovered over the dead, the dead child, brothers and sisters. And he covered him. He covered the child. He stretched himself over the child in 2 Kings 4, uh, verse 32 to 35. And he came back to life. And the dead child came back to life. I believe he hovered over that child. And he moaned and he groaned. And he travailed over that child's life. And the child came back to life. This is what the Lord is getting you prepared for. This is what he's getting us prepared for, brothers and sisters. Jesus Christ wanted to gather his people as a chicken gathers her chicks. I mean, it was in the song earlier that I played, and, and I just can't believe this is coming up again. You see how the Lord is trying to tell you something, brothers and sisters? I mean, we have confirmations upon confirmations. It's so unbelievable. It ain't even funny. As a chicken gathers her chicks under her wings and hovers over them, we see the same principle when the eagle stirs up her nest and flutters over her young in Deuteronomy 32, verse 11. Today we could say that as a result of man's sin, the earth is, a, is in a similar condition as in Genesis 1, 1 and 2. God is not only the author of creation, but also the fountain of life and energy. Dead things will continue to be dead Unless God energizes it with his spirit. Unless God energizes it with his spirit. And his spirit is within us. And his presence is in us. We just need to, we just need to be able to get out of our comfort zone. And moan and groan and travail. And you will see dead things come to life. Because God's power is in us. And he will electrify you. He will energize you. To, to do mighty things The same power that in the beginning Brought the world into existence Out of darkness Out of emptiness and confusion Can also restore to us the years The locust has eaten This is a great hope for all of us The church today is being called To enter in, into this type of praying Into this type of intercession Into this type of travail In order to bring our cities and nation From barrenness and lifelessness to life, to bring your, your loved ones into life, to bring your neighbors and those that, that are around you that you would like to see come to the Lord. It will bring them life, brothers and sisters. When you go into your secret place, when you go into your prayer closet, moan and groan and travail over them. 
Hover, hover yourself over a person. Hover yourself in your secret place uh, uh, over o- over someone that that comes into your mind, over someone that 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 that's been on your heart. Bur- bring it, birth it, bring it into existence. Moan and groan like a mother in labor. Travail like a mother in labor. Bring their salvation into existence. Bring life into their existence, brothers and sisters. It needs it. The church is calling for it today. The power and energy of the Holy Spirit can be released through the birthing process to manifest life on the earth. The resurrection power of the living Holy Spirit. The resurrection power of the living Holy Spirit can be released through the birthing process to manifest life on the earth. God has given this privilege to humanity, his most cherished creation, to partake in the birthing process, even as he did in the original creation, as intercessors push in travailing prayer, a release will take place in the spiritual realm, birthing new things that will glorify God. You will birth new things, brothers and sisters, that will glorify God. Oh, hallelujah. The Lord wants to use you in a mighty way, brothers and sisters. The Lord wants to wants you to be part of his of his army, brothers and sisters. He wants you to learn these things so that you can be part of all this, so that you can be part of this great move of God. Count yourself worthy to be part of this. Consider yourself honored to be part of this, brothers and sisters. This is really marvelous news. This is really amazing news, brothers and sisters. That right now, right now, this time that that you're hearing these words, the Lord is speaking to your heart. Be part of this. The Lord will reward you. We might not see our rewards here on earth, but but in heaven your rewards are going to be are going to be waiting for you. The Lord rewards those that diligently seek him. Are you going to be part of the army of God? Are you going to be part of this brothers and sisters? 2 Timothy chapter 2. Therefore I exhort first of all that supplications, prayers, intercessions and giving of thanks be made for all men. For kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and... Oops, I'm in the wrong wrong one. Second Timothy, sorry. Second Timothy, chapter 2, 1 through 4. You therefore, my son, my daughter, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men. Who will be able to teach others also You therefore Brothers and sisters Must endure hardship As a good soldier Of Jesus Christ No one Engaged in warfare Entangles himself With the affairs of this life That he may Please him who enlisted Him as a soldier All we want To do is please the Lord The Lord is all we want to is all we want to please. We don't need to please nobody else. Today I learned a very powerful lesson. 
All that matters is Jesus. Jesus matters. And when you take a step out for him, when you walk in boldness, when you come out of your comfort zone, you're no longer caring about the affairs of this life. You're no longer caring about who you're pleasing. The only care in your life is that you're pleasing the Lord Jesus Christ. That should be the only care in your life at this point in time. And the faith, and your faith will be increased, brothers and sisters. And this is how faith is increased. And this is how you're built up. And this is how you will see the mighty works of God, brothers and sisters. As we as we walk today, I, I'm telling you, I felt the walls falling down, brothers and sisters. And I had faith. I had faith in the Lord that He would do mighty mighty things. I had faith that He was going to show us a mighty sign today. And the Lord showed up. Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11, chapter, uh, verse 30. Hebrews 11, verse 30, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Thank you, sweet Jesus. You're so loving, Lord. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days. We did seven times around the city hall today, brothers and sisters. And by faith, the walls of Jericho fell down. Brothers and sisters, by coming out of your comfort zone, by coming out of your comfort zone, by going in your secret place, your secret, your closet, your, 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 your time with the Lord, sometimes that becomes uncomfortable. Sometimes you just want to go to sleep. Sometimes you just want to take a nap. Sometimes it's just not the right time. But if you make that time with the Lord and you come out of your comfort zone, the walls are going to fall. The mountains are going to move. Your faith will increase. Your faith meter will increase. My faith meter today increased. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, brothers and sisters. This is how we are to live. Because the times, the times are changing. Things are going to be changing here soon. Oh, Lord, have mercy, Lord. Lord, show us how to be your intercessors. Show us how to trail. Show us how to travail and how to moan and groan, how to bring in life, Lord Father, through birthing, Lord Jesus, in our prayer closets, Lord Father, because the times are changing, brothers and sisters. Moreover, the word of the Lord if you want to put on there Ezekiel 22 And this this verse this chapter right here I've had two powerful confirmations on this one um I believe this also is what the Lord wants me to share with you um everything that I've taught tonight is everything that I've received from the Lord this week to share with you brothers and sisters Ezekiel chapter 22, hallelujah, praise Jesus. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Now, son of man, will you judge, will you judge the bloody city? Yes, show her all her abominations. Then say, thus says the Lord God, the city sheds blood in her own midst. 
that her time may come. Incidentally, I think of Acts 7:43 when I as I read this. Acts 7:43 is just a major revelation if you break it down and do the research on that. But basically, this is what's going on. The city sheds blood in her own midst that her time may come and she makes idols within herself to defile herself. That's that's where we're at. You have become guilty by the blood which you have shed and you and have defiled yourself with the idols which you have made. You have caused your days to draw near and have come to the end of your years. Therefore I have made you a reproach to the nations. And a mockery to all countries But remember what I read earlier In Jeremiah 4 If they repent if, if people start repenting If people start coming to the Lord If people put off the old things And the things of the world The lust and the flesh And, and all these things of the world They put that aside And repent The Lord will save them The Lord possibly can decrease Some of the judgment That's coming he can decrease uh, some sentencing hearings, I guess, <laughs> when you want to talk about uh, the justice system. He can, he, can, he can show himself mercy, but he's telling us what they have done. They have caused, they have caused bloodshed, brothers and sisters, all across the world. It's everywhere. You have caused your days to draw near and have come to the end of your years. Therefore, I have made your reproach to the nations and a mockery to all countries. Those near and those far from you will mock you as infamous and full of tumult. Look, the princes of Israel, each one has used his power to shed blood in you. In you they have made light of father of a father and a mother. Brothers and sisters, have you seen the the family unit break apart? Now we have this gay marriage. They have made light of a father and a mother, brothers and sisters. In your midst, they have oppressed the stranger. In you, they have mistreated the fatherless and the widow. You have despised my holy things and profaned my Sabbaths. In you are men who slander to cause bloodshed. In you are those who eat on the mountains in your midst. They commit lewdness. In you men uncover their father's nakedness. In you they violate women who are set apart during their impurity. One commits abomination with his other's, his neighbor's wife. Another lewdly defiles his daughter-in-law. And another in you violates his sister, his father's daughter. In you they take bribes to shed blood. You take usury and increase. You have made profit from your neighbors by extortion and have forgotten me, says the Lord. Behold, therefore, I beat my fists at the dishonest profit which you have made and at the bloodshed which has been in your midst. Can your heart endure or can your hands remain strong? In the days when I shall deal with you, I, the Lord, have spoken and will do it. I will 
scatter you among the nations, disperse you throughout the countries, and remove your filthiness completely from you. You shall defile yourself in the sight of the nations, and then you shall know that I am the Lord. The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, the house of Israel has become dross to me. They are all bronze, tin, iron, and lead in the midst of a furnace. They have become dross from silver. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, because you have become dross, therefore, behold, I will gather you into the midst of Jerusalem, as men gather silver, bronze, iron, lead, and tin in the midst of a furnace to blow fire on it, to melt it. So I will gather you in my anger and in my fury, and I will leave you there and melt you. Yes, I will gather you and blow on you with the fire of my wrath, and you shall be melted in the midst. As silver is melted in the midst of a furnace, so shall you be melted in the midst, and then you shall know that I, the Lord, have poured out my fury on you. And the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, say to her, You are a land that is not cleansed or rained on in the day of indignation. The conspiracy... Of her prophets in her midst Is like a roaring lion Tearing the prey They have devoured people They have taken treasure And precious things They have made many widows In her midst From all the men that they have slain That's just my part Her priests have violated my law <laughs> uh, Do we see some priests Walking out around here Violating his law uh, I, okay, uh, maybe the Pope <laughs> Her priests violated my law and profaned my holy things They have not distinguished between the holy and unholy Nor have they made known the difference between the unclean and the clean What's going on right now in the churches? What's going on? They have not distinguished between the holy and the unholy Nor have they made known the difference between the unclean and the clean And they have hidden their eyes for my Sabbath so that I am profaned among them. Her princes in her midst are like wolves tearing the prey to shed blood, to destroy people, and to get dishonest gain. Her prophets plastered them with untempered mortar, seeing false visions and divining lies for them, saying, Thus says the Lord God, when the Lord had not spoken, the people of the land have used oppressions, committed robbery, and mistreated the poor and needy. They mistreated the poor and needy. They wrongfully oppressed the stranger. So I sought for a man among them who would make a wall. Brothers and sisters, and he looked for someone that would stand up in the gap. He was looking for a man among them who would make a wall and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land This is where he's looking for that prayer For that intercessory prayer he, This is where right here Where he's looking for that person To moan and groan and travail On behalf of the people On behalf of their loved ones On behalf of their cities and their towns Right here the Lord is saying So I sought for a man I sought for a woman among them Who would make a wall and stand in the gap that would pray in the gap that would go in their secret place and dwell in the most high and travail and moan and groan before me. 
on behalf of the land. Will you stand in the gap? Will you be the one to stand in the gap? I mean, it's not asking for much. The Lord is not asking for much here. He's only asking that you would sacrifice some time. He's only asking that you would go to your prayer closet, your war room, your secret place, and moan and groan and stand in the gap before him on behalf of the land, on behalf of your loved ones, on behalf of, of your neighbors, on behalf of the, of the town that you live in. Will you stand in the gap? Will you moan and groan and travail? Will you spread yourself out on the floor like Elijah stretched out his body over the, over the child? Will you stretch out your body over the floor and moan and groan for the Lord on behalf of your loved ones, on behalf of your neighbors, on behalf of your friends, on behalf of even your, your enemies, brothers and sisters? Because hell is a terrible place even for our enemies. I wouldn't wish I wouldn't wish that on my enemy never. I pray for my enemies. So will you stand in the gap? Cuz in Ezekiel 22, after I read all these abominations of what is happening right now, the Lord sought for a man. He sought for a woman that would stand up that would walk for the Lord, that would do Jesus matters, that would walk around a a, 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 a city a city hall or, or, or a government building seven times declaring it for the Lord, remitting the strongholds, remitting the curses on the ground, welcoming the Lord, breaking the strongholds, breaking the bonds, breaking the yoke of bondage, breaking the chains. Will you stand in the gap? Will you be the one that the Lord looks and finds worthy of his calling? Ezekiel 22, verse 30. So I sought for a man or for a woman among them who would make a wall and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land that I should not destroy it. But I found none, he says. He found none in verse 30. Brothers and sisters, will you be found worthy? Will you be one of those that stands in the gap, brothers and sisters? Will you be one of those, brothers and sisters? Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord Jesus. As I said that, a song came into my head. And I would like to close out with this song. This is my prayer. I sing songs to the Lord. I, I praise to the Lord. I give Him praise. I show Him my heart. Because He's all that matters to me. And wherever He goes, I want to go, brothers and sisters. Wherever He's at, that's where I want to be at. Hallelujah. Let's listen to this beautiful song from the Lord. And let this just sink into your heart. Let this sink into your heart, brothers and sisters. Let them let him just speak to your heart. Will you be one that stands in the gap, brothers and sisters? Will you be one that stands in the gap, that comes out of your comfort zone, that in such a time as this is willing to work, and do something for the Lord.
and you will see your rewards in heaven because there's people that need to get saved and you see the the heart of God once there's there's a place that you come in the Lord there's there's a place that you reach that no longer does your life matter but you look around and you see the people dying you see the dead spirits you see the the death walking around you see the lost walking around and your heart breaks i know my heart breaks my heart breaks for the lost and i want to share the love of god with them i want to share how the lord loves them not because i want to do more works it is not because i want to do works it is because I understand the heart of God and how He wants to save people and how He wants to reach people's lives. You know, all the inmates that come into the jail that I work at, I, I speak to them about God, not because I want to do works, not because I, I want to do, uh, I want to be a worker and 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 and, and give my 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 wage. I do it because I see their broken lives. I see how they're lost. I see how they've been deceived by the enemy. I see how the enemy has stolen their lives. I see how the enemy has destroyed their lives. I see how the enemy has, has killed and murdered. And my heart is torn. And I'm broken. And I'm travailed. I have a contrite spirit. And I travail and I moan and I groan for these people that are lost. Hallelujah. And those are considered my works. I don't consider myself to be working, but I consider myself to be a helper. A helper to save the lost for the Lord. And I and I and I just I just don't want people to get lost. I don't want people to go to hell. Hell is terrible, brothers and sisters. So for that I stand in the gap. For that I will go wherever he goes. And you will see how the Lord is going to equip you. When you stand out of your comfort zone, you're going to see how the Lord is going to equip you. You're going to see how you're going to get great revelations. You're going to see how you're going to be bolder. How your faith is going to increase. How you're you're going to get stronger. You're going to become more 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 of a of a mighty soldier for God. Your royal priesthood is going to be activated. As we do these things So let's listen to this song And let's dwell on, on, on what he's saying I'll go ahead and um, And and post it here In the uh, In the chat room for all the brothers and sisters to hear um, Let me find it here This is a beautiful song Okay And dwell on this and really understand the words that are going on here and let it sink in and embrace this because the Lord wants to do something mighty in your life. He wants He wants you to see how mighty He is. He wants you to see how loving He is. He wants you to see how glory He wants you to experience the fruits of the Spirit. He wants you to experience the gifts of the Spirit. He wants you to live out the gifts of the Spirit. He wants you to live out your spirit life on the, on the last days of this earth, on the last 
on the closeout of this age. He wants you to experience all these things. We're going to see mighty things. We're going to see glorious things. We're going to see the mighty kingdom in action, in, in, in 3D and in, in 4D, in mighty action. We're going to see mighty things happening. We're going to see, oh my gosh, it's going to be glorious, brothers and sisters. So get on board. Be, uh, do what you got to do. Listen to this again if you need to so that you can be equipped. Your faith can increase. You can be uh, empowered and emboldened to make a stand for Jesus because Jesus matters, brothers and sisters. Oh, hallelujah, how he matters and how he loves you and I. Oh, praise Jesus. Hold on one second. I forgot to uh, put it in the chat room for the brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Go ahead and... Go ahead and uh, dwell on this song here. Let's just let's just listen to this song, brothers. This is what the Lord is asking at this time. This is what He's asking. Hold on a second. Okay. Let this song.
Praise Jesus. Where you go, I go. What you pray, I pray, Lord Father. I love you, Lord Jesus. And I thank you, Lord Father, for this time with my brothers and sisters on the Lord's hour, Lord. May your ble- may, may, the, may your coming week be blessed, brothers and sisters. 
May the Lord be with you. May he keep you. May he love you and show you his mercy and his glory. May he reveal himself more and more to you, brothers and sisters, every day. And remember, come out of your comfort zone. You're gonna, that's where you're going to get impartation. Come out of your comfort zone. You're going to get impartation. You're going to be equipped, emboldened. You're going to be, you're going to be um, empowered by the Lord. And then it will just increase and increase. And you're going to be so on fire for the Lord. Um, the gifts of the Spirit will manifest. And we'll be bringing in the harvest for God. We'll be his vessels. We'll be like the disciples. We'll be like the the the, the apostles. We'll be like, oh, it's just going to be such a beautiful thing. For those that are of the light. Hallelujah. Let me just read real quick Isaiah 60. Oh, I love you, Jesus. Let me just leave you with Isaiah 60, brothers and sisters. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. God bless you, brothers and sisters. Have a wonderful rest of the night. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Shalom, shalom. Much love. And, and and peace and God bless you. In Jesus' name we we thank you. In Jesus' name we thank you. We 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 we, we praise the Lord and we thank Him and we thank Jesus and we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everyone, and welcome to the God Pillar 7 End Time Prophecy Channel. I'm Sister Barbara, and I have a prophecy I'd like to share with you today. Uh, I received this prophecy last week, and um, I've been uh, meditating on it over the, the last several days, and uh, it's concerning a topic that I've never uh, discussed uh, publicly before uh, on the God Pillar 7 Channel. And it's not having to do with any other uh, prophecy messages that I can tell right now um, that we have up, and there's probably near 700 up. So join me. I'm going to be in the book of Genesis. I'm going to be in Genesis uh, chapter 6. I'm going to read uh, verses 1 to 5. Uh, the title is called The Wickedness and Judgment of Man. Now it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born to them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were beautiful, and they took wives for themselves of all whom they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not strive with man forever, for he is indeed flesh, yet his days shall be one hundred and twenty years. There were giants on the earth in those days, and also afterward, when the sons of God came into the daughters of men, and they bore children to them. Those were the mighty men who were of old men of renown. Next I'm going to be in the book of Jude. Uh, Jude, uh, let's see. Jude chapter 1, uh, verses, uh, let's see. Yeah, verses 
6 and 7. And the angels who did not keep their proper domain, but left their own abode, he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of the great day, as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities around them in a similar manner to these, having given themselves over to sexual immorality and gone after strange flesh, are set forth as an example suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. So again, this, this prophecy just uh, bothered me. So the title of the prophecy is The Coming of the Angels of Rebellion. I shall tip the scale. Those from the past shall revisit in the future. Those that had been cast down from the heavens because of their rebellion, those who taught the inhabitants of the earth war, astrology, engineering, weaponry, prepare yourselves, for what your eyes shall see is not of this world or your earth. Speak, daughter, of the time of change, the time of the watchers, the time of every vile deed and great wickedness. I shall shorten this time, as you have the understanding that these things are not from above, but from below. Do not fear, for I am with you. So how's that? I know that, that made me think about things. Uh, I had uh, already considered those uh, scriptures and uh, know from the Genesis and some of the research I did that the, those uh, giants, they were the angels that were cast down from um, the heavens. And um, the fact that it's coming up now, this is really mind-boggling. So again, we know we're in the latter days. Uh, you don't know what you're going to see at this point because I can't even fathom what, what is going to be happening. Uh, so repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus. You will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You can read about that in Acts 2.38. Get your house in order. Uh, we know uh, the clock is ticking. I have the prophecy up there. The clock strikes 12 o'clock. So we're on the end here. Uh, and I'm proclaiming the acceptable year of the Lord from now until September 23rd, 2015, Yom Kippur, Day of Atonement. If you're a new friend or a subscriber out there, you might not understand what that is. Uh, that is the prophecy time frame. I got a prophecy back in, I believe it was January of 2012, with a specific time frame that I'm to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, where the Lord offers a complete cancellation of spiritual debt and a brand new beginning to everyone who responds to his message. And again, these are not our messages. These are his messages uh, that he spoke through us. So again, um, we know time is short. Get, get your house in order. Uh, be prepared. You don't know what you're going to see. Uh, and he says at the end of this um, prophecy, do not fear, for I am with you. So whatever it is, turn the TV off. Shut your computer off. Turn your phone off. Spend some time with the Lord. And uh, have a blessed and safe day. Remember to, uh, to like us on our God Killer 7 Facebook channel. I do put up some other things on there. And I do put up some of the scriptures uh, for prophecies that are coming up. So amen and be safe today. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. This is Minister Paul, a watchman on the wall for my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.
very serious message here. It's actually uh, the last day of August 8.31 at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, and I'm in Northern California. I have some very serious uh, announcements to make. And uh, it's not easy, but it must be done. So the day before I left from Oklahoma, I had already knew that I was to be back here before September 1st and that I had another assignment in early September. But I didn't know what it is, and I was in no hurry to receive it. <laughs> I was in no hurry to receive it because I knew it was I see the pattern of what God's doing and you know where it's at it's in this holy word we all see it those that have eyes to see and ears to hear see it the blind they just lead the blind into a ditch and off a cliff but I see it you see it so this uh, message from God began in Oklahoma. And let me just go into it because I'm, I don't want to overthink it. In Oklahoma, God had told me, well, now I want you to march around the Capitol. And the first thing I thought of was Washington, D.C. You couldn't be any farther from me in the United States. And I was so tired. And I, I said, okay. And I slept on it. And then this morning, I'd been home about three hours. And the Lord said, no. The capital of California. I want you to march there, too. And there will be many people show up. And then all of a sudden, I had to go somewhere. And, and while I was driving, it just all played out in my spirit and, and in my head. Exactly what I'm to do. Let me say this. Were to do. And so then I got home and I got a scripture and another thing I'm to do, if you want to do it with me, feel free. And then I had a vision. In this vision, there were all these judges, like Supreme Court judges type, like the highest judges in the land type thing. And they were on this panel, and they were sitting down judging men and women pronouncing ungodly judgment over people. And all of a sudden, there was lawlessness. They had people under their fingers with their ungodly laws. And all of a sudden, lawness came in and they realized, we're just men. We have no power. And this bright light as if the light of Jesus Christ himself appeared over these judgment men that were doing ungodly judgment. 
It was just so bright. It literally consumed everybody there. And Jesus Christ said, I am the righteous judge. And that was confirmation enough for me. This is Operation Pronounce God's Judgment and Wrath. Pronounce God's Judgment and Wrath. And what the Lord has asked me to do, and I have said yes, is to march around the capital of California, Sacramento. And I'll put all the details in the box. And hold a sign that says, hashtag, God's judgment and wrath is here. This is not a prayer vigil. This is a stern rebuke from God to the nation. He is against the ungodly laws. And he's about to bring the judgment in. And I asked, are you sure about the wrath part? And he said, the judgment is the guilty verdict. The wrath is the punishment. Picture that courthouse. So we're going to be pronounced we're as in the world. Those who are not in Christ Jesus. God will pronounce this entire world guilty under his laws, not ungodly laws of man. And he will bring that judgment just like it would in a courthouse. Our attorney Jesus Christ will say these aren't people are not guilty. And this will bring the 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 verdict guilty and the sentence will be wrath. Tomorrow's September first and that's when I'm uploading this. I'm making it on the on the thirty first for tomorrow, September first. I am to gather as many people as I can on Saturday, September 19th at 11.30 a.m. That's Saturday, September 19th at 11.30 a.m. to pronounce God's judgment and protest the ungodly laws of man and declare him the king. I can see in my head literally like a hundred people there with signs walking in obedience. So that's what I'm going to do. And then today he told me, you know, my wife bought me this uh, in 2012 for my birthday. It was my 50th, so I'm 51. So it was last year then. For my 50th birthday, you know, they call that the big one. 
bit. Earthquake things. Um, she bought me some really cool stuff like this heart. It's made out of a, you know, and it wasn't expensive at all. It's like on Amazon. Just made the whole day special. Um, that's just what she does. Every day is special with my wife. Love your spouses like never before. This uh, this heart is made out of the olive trees from Jerusalem, and I just keep it right here all the time. And then the communion cups. Uh, we take communion with here. Uh, do this in remembrance of me. I think I've shown this before. <coughs> and then this lamp with the wick. It has just literally sat here, not knowing what to do with it. And today, the Lord told me to fill it with oil, extra virgin olive oil, and trim the wick. That's what God told me to do. To fill my lamp with oil and trim the wick. Now I know why I have this. So, <clears throat> the, the scripture he led me to is Amos 2. And I have it right in front of me right here. It's a punishment. It's a fire. It's a lot of things. The three transgressions of Judah. And for four I will not turn away. It's punishment. So the judgment on Moab. As a matter of fact, I'm looking at it right now. Amos 2, judgment. I'm sorry, I'm overwhelmed. Amos 2, judgment on God's people. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to read the entire book of Amos. Because here's what God showed me. This judgment, we all know it's coming. I'm not putting dates on things. A lot of people say, well, does that mean like the, the rapture is on September 19th? Or is, is you know, look. What if what if what if the rapture wasn't till 2016? You gonna stop working for God? You gonna faint? You gonna, we cannot grow weary in doing good. Jesus could come right now. YouTube doesn't know the date. Jesus could come right now, but if He gives you an assignment, you're to go do that assignment. Such a major confirmation. There, were, there are people watching this video right now. They are anointed, called, and gifted to go out and do things that are listed in 1 Corinthians 12. Heal the sick. Use the gift of faith. Prophesy. And we're all called by Jesus to go out and, uh, and, and labor in this final harvest and it's ripe and the laborers are few and there's so many people they just have made excuses I'm sorry I'm sorry excuses for not doing it God said there's things that have been hindrances in your life from stopping you from this final work in these last days that he is going to remove and you're going to know what you're to be doing and you're to obey it and go do it. Now let's say 
let's say I plan this and the rapture is next week. What Jesus is telling me is when, when you stand before me, that's going to come up. Did you just stop? Because he he, Jesus is funny. He showed me. He said, you know, watchmen don't have a retirement program. Like you reach a certain age and you do a certain amount of work and then you retire and you get a check every month and 401k and pension. He said, you keep watching till it's over. There's no retirement plan. You either die or he comes. Who wants that job? <laughs> so if you say yes, count the costs first. When I stand before Jesus, when he comes on his perfect timing, it'll come up. So did you tell him, Paul? Or did you just wait for the rapture, finish Oklahoma and say that's it? Remember when I asked you to pronounce my judgment and my wrath? Did you do that? So, I don't know when he's coming. I know tomorrow September 1st and we, every, we all see everything lining up in September but the one we have to listen to and focus on is Jesus Christ your dreams are going to begin to make sense your visions are going to begin to get interpreted your, your gifts are going to be stirred up and activated we're there saints and it's time to go out put all the details of this event I don't need any money the money I received, I'm uh, still blessing people with it in ways that only God will ever know. And, uh, and, and this is also funded. There's two things I have to do, three things I have to do in September. One of them is on the September 13th on the Feast of Trumpets, I'm uh, giving a message that uh, God gave me at this church right here, real quick. Here's everything you need. Sunday the 13th, 3 p.m., Sacramento, California, actually Antelope. Antelope is just the northern, like, suburb area of uh, North Sacramento. That's Feast of Trumpets, Rosh Hashanah, September 13th. And I, I didn't plan or arrange none of that. The second thing is, is to go to the San Jose area and witness as a part of Operation Jesus Matters, because God told me as soon as I got back, it ain't over, it ain't finished. And uh, the, the third thing is this. So I'm going to sound this alarm. I'm going to put it out. Here's the thing. There's so many things coming. And no one can stop it. There's no bunker deep enough. There's, there's no one here powerful enough. To stop it. Read what judgment and wrath entails. It's serious. And let's go out and tell this world that we do not give in to ungodly laws. We submit to God, who is the law. This whole world was founded by God and we said we don't want you anymore and that comes with the price matter of fact I wanted to show a couple of things and then sorry it's it's a heavy message but I do apologize 
but I, I'm going to make it. Why? Remember we talked about obedience to him. I'm just going to go down there and do what he said to do. And uh, all that's going to require me is, is uh, my, my physical strength, but God has something planned. In Oklahoma, with the street preacher, I'm uploading a testimony right now. He, he gave, uh, gave me these uh, bumper stickers he makes for free, a street preacher. Been on the street 10 years. This is one of them. I love it. Salvation is free, but it ain't cheap. Matthew 6:24. If you're living like there ain't no God, you'd better be right. And another amazing thing that happened to me when I was in uh, Oklahoma City Saturday marching was at the end of the march I was presented with this book. And I'm going to show this to you. Final boarding call. Our last mission. When we talked about coincidences, what do you think the odds are going to Oklahoma and receiving this book? And this bumper sticker. And this message today. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, I will obey you. I will sound this alarm. Judgment and God's wrath is coming. I will announce it. I will stand against ungodly laws. Having done all, I will stand. I will read the book of Amos. I will fill this up with oil. I will trim its wick. And I will share this message with the world. I will. I must. We love you, Jesus. Amen. Blessings, everybody. How's everybody doing? Um, I wanted to share something with you all. Something happened to me last night. <clears throat> and I look kind of tore up right now because I'm overwhelmed. I'm absolutely overwhelmed. Um, I was in prayer last night at church. And I can't even stop moving. Um... I was in prayer last night at church and our pastor's wife was leading um, worship and prayer and out of nowhere I had a vision of the throne room and it wasn't just in my mind it was like the throne room was superimposed over the sanctuary what I was I was standing, you know, several rows back, and all of a sudden I saw my eyes were open, superimposed over, um, over the sanctuary, the throne room God, and I couldn't even stay on my feet. It felt like my heart was blasted open and that every wall that had been put up by me by the world was blasted down. I saw I saw the beasts with their wings crying holy, holy, holy. I saw the throne of God. I 
saw the throne of God. And I saw him sitting on his throne. And I couldn't see his face. That's how I knew it was real. I couldn't see his face. Because it shone so brightly. Brighter than the sun. And I knew. And as I dropped to my knees before him. That he saw me. He saw me there. And. There were rainbows all around him. He is so real. 